Welcome back to the show. We're just another movie night. I'm Scott. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're at ex-con. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man. And I'm Joe. And uh, we're doing before and after reviews. Tonight is... Well, before and after reviews, just to give it out of the way, is a what we do our pre thoughts and our afterthoughts of a movie we see tonight. So uh, Thursday nights are movie nights for us. We see new movies every every week, and we try to do one of these episodes on those movies. So tonight is Ant Man and Wasp: Quantum Mania. Now I, I'm I'm specifically uh, for me, I can say that. And this is probably the worst thing, and just to get it out of the way about me, uh, I get too... If I ever get, like, uh, hopeful or, or, like, I'm getting ready and I'm really happy to see a movie, usually that's when I don't enjoy it. So this is one of those times. I uh, think this is probably one of the best marketing campaigns for a movie. Both trailers are amazing. And I absolutely was, like... You know what? I am super stoked for these for this movie, and I I really love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't? Yeah, and everybody's got that joke that he doesn't age, but uh. Well, he doesn't age. <laughs> go back to Clueless. Same. He uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah, but uh, yeah, I love Paul Rudd, and I and I don't know if you know this, but I like comic books. Did you no, know that? No. Yeah, uh, I really do, and. I think that this particular movie in it, this one looks really good if you're a fan of comic books. To me, it looks like they're really going out of their way to do a bunch of references and comic accurate looks to characters, which is very surprising. We have, not only, besides Ant-Man and the Wasp, of course, and two different versions of both. Mm-hmm. We all, and a future version as well. We also have the villains. So from right off the bat, we have Kang the Conqueror, who is a.k.a. Nathaniel Richardson. <laughs> I'm a freaking nerd. nerd. Um, yeah. Well, the actor's coming back. He seems like since this is the start of a new phase of these Marvel movies, this is like phase five or something like that, which is insane to say that five phases of this already. Um I feel like last phase was disappointing, but I'm hoping a lot of that kind of stuff comes back in this movie to explain a little bit because I feel like it was a little messy last uh, last phase, and this phase really does it definitely needs to start up what the new Marvel is going to be, and since Thanos is gone and replacing him with this Kang character, um. I think it has a lot of hope going forward to build a universe around that because it really has to do with timelines, multiverse, all these things that were kind of set up in Thanos. Mm-hmm. And this could be great. And the actor who's playing Kang, I, I would love to know how many movies he signed on for because I've already heard that there is going to be uh, going to be an Avengers movie with him. 
I think hmm. it's called the Kang Dynasty. Oh, okay. And yeah. also, I hear he's in Secret Wars. So hmm. that's big, especially if you're a comic fan. You kind of know these references, and you're it kind of gets you a little hopeful. And that's when I usually am at my worst, when I'm really hopeful for a film. So um, I, even in the trailer, we get to see MODOK, a live-action MODOK. Now, I got to tell you, that's mind-blowingly crazy because especially with, I think it's actually Corey Stahl, Stahl the actor. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the villain who played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man movie, and he got sucked into what could be the quantum realm, but he kind of got like, crushed. So you didn't know what really happened to him. Well, I think he's going to be a giant floating head. And that's insane. And I am I just can't wait to see how they do this. Um, th- but he looks good. And so does Kang. Kang looks incredible. That actor is very good. And since he was already established in Loki yeah. uh, as being one of the other timelines, I think he was only called the, the one who remains or something like that. This uh, This is a cool setup. I'm hoping this movie kind of nails what it definitely, what Marvel definitely needs, because it definitely needs a new shot of blood going forward and having to get, you know, having all the movies follow a exact plot, because if if anything from last time, the last phase, it's been a mess. So that's some of my thoughts going forward, you know, toward this movie tonight. What okay. what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking that um, I I don't. I hate to burst your bubble, but I don't think it's going to be that great. I, I feel like the the trailers, I mean, we know that trailers can yep. be deceiving. Trailers can Agreed. be very deceiving. They can make you think things. And you know, a lot of the time, the trailers are very, very wrong. Yeah. Um, I think the law should be good trailer, bad movie. Yeah, I really do believe that. Um so I'm I'm going to go in and say automatically from my my initial thoughts of the trailer... From from the beginning of this trailer, I said to you, I actually said to you, that girl's gonna get on my last nerve. She's she's the oh you're talking I'm about, talking about Kathy, daughter, Kathy the, the daughter. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. They replaced the actress from um, um, Endgame. I mm-hmm. think they replaced the actress with a new actress. Yeah, Catherine Newton is her name, and I, I just have a feeling that she's gonna get on my nerves. I hope not, but I just have a feeling that. You know, because my whole theory is like, oh, the kid is always the freaking one that fucks everything up. Well, uh, if we can, like, guess about this story, uh, what I've gathered from the story and the two trailers we have seen, it seems like it's going to revolve around what happened during the blip. They've been gone. She was the only one left around. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy what that would do to a little girl. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be about... She hasn't grown up great. Right. And I don't blame her. And so I think this is going to be about uh, Scott Lang's Ant-Man character, um, Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. uh, trying to fix that, trying to change time. And I think that that's where the movie's going to go like a revolve around her as the central like reason the movie's happening. Yes. I think the special effects are going to be really good. Um, I think there's going to be the good things about it. I'm, I'm saying that I I'm, I love Paul Rudd. And I don't think he can do any wrong in my eyes. But I, I do feel like the movie is going to be dragged down a little bit. I 
I don't know how I feel about Evangeline Lilly as um, the Wasp. I don't know how I feel about that. I absolutely... Well, that's the crazy thing. I loved her as the Wasp. I thought she was a really good pack, pick, and I think that she's been really good in the movies, but I know this is another one of those movies that the set behind the scenes was a little bit of a mess. Yeah, I don't know and, how I feel about her. And I think... Uh, let's put politics and stuff like that aside. Let's not... Like, let's just talk about the movie, because... Only reason I bring that up is like she's gonna mess. Like, what I think happened is that because of stuff happening behind the scenes, I think that they might have trimmed her role down. So I'm not expecting to see her very much in this film. And if we do, I think it's gonna be really green screen heavy. If that know. makes sense. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like the special effects are just gonna take front and center in this movie anyway. Oh yeah, but, this um... looks like a CGI nightmare, but it kind of needs to be. They're going to a whole new realm. Yeah. So I think that's a cool little idea, and that's a, you know... I mean, honestly, though, as the Wasp, I don't... It doesn't have anything to do with her politics. It actually has to do with just her. I don't... I didn't find her in the last movie to be, you know... I don't know. Hmm. Uh, she was okay. It wasn't, like, a standout kind of thing, you know? Wow. Okay. I just I... didn't... I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just not... I, I don't know. I'm, con I'm unmoved. I'm unmoved. Uh, okay. Yeah, but hopefully maybe this movie will change my mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't... I have a high hope only as a comic book fan and seeing this trailer and just being like, holy crap, this looks like it could do so much. Yeah. And what I love about it too is that very, very strange, but Ant-Man 1 and 2 were kind of comedy films. And, and then, like, say something like Thor... The first two Thor movies were serious films. Yeah. Then the last two Thor films were comedies. And it seems like the first two Ant-Mans, like I said, were comedies. It seems like this one's serious. It seems like it's going to go more, more serious. But I know that's not going to be true. And I think that's one of the problems I'm going to have with it. I think that instantly I see like Bill Murray's in it. I see there's a ton of characters. I think we're going to see a lot of aliens. And there's probably going to be a lot of jokes from that. And I think that's where it's going to get messy. Yeah, I, I just don't want it to, like, borderline goofy, you know? That's what I'm worried about, too, because, like, to be all goofy. the new aliens and all these new species and all these new things to introduce, I think it might get messy in its jokes. And I kind of don't want that anymore. I think that is one of my huge issues with Marvel, is it's become too much of a comedy. And I, what I've really Thank loved... Thor for that, so... Well, I, w I would actually say Guardians. I know... I know like, I love Guardians, and I love Guardians of the Galaxy, and I like James Gunn's humor, but because those movies were such a huge success, I felt like every Marvel movie after that, they kept saying, inject more humor. Well, there's comedy, which is Guardians, and then there's Goofy. Well, Thor, Thor turned into a freaking laughing stock. The last Thor movie in particular, you can tell that um, uh, Taika Waititi, I'm saying that wrong, Taika, Taika Waititi. Yeah, you're saying it right. He, uh... He definitely did not want to be on that film. I don't think he wanted to work on it. I think he just wanted to have fun. And you can tell by what came out of that movie. It's just one big comedy joke. And I think that's a huge problem. And I think that I'm a little nervous about things going forward. Because on one hand, while we're complaining about the joke movies, one of the more serious films, which is Eternals, is also too much. That movie was a piece of crap. It took... <laughs> It took itself way too seriously, and it did too much in one movie that it got too convoluted. 
and it didn't work narratively, like structurally. And they rushed it, and they should have took their time. And, and yeah. it really gets me nervous because I want to see these movies, and that's what I love about Marvel in the beginning, was that there was a lot of heart, and it took itself a little more seriously than a lot of comic book films do. And I was like, thank God, finally, someone's starting to figure this out. And I will praise the Russo brothers in particular because they really seem to understand it. And their movies in particular, and they're from comedy backgrounds, mm -hmm. they're the, my favorite ones. They're Them and the Guardians movies are my favorite movies, uh, the Captain America movies in particular, because they were so serious and grounded in such a realism that I absolutely love. And... That's what I really want going forward, but we're getting more and more cosmic, and so I think with that we're getting more and more goofy. Yeah, that's like what we, I, I think is gonna. It, I think there's gonna be a really big goofy factor in this movie. Yeah, I think what was that at the end of the Eternals that we had um, Pip the Troll and um, what was it? Um, I think Harry Styles showed yeah, up. Yeah, Harry Styles. And, and I was like, okay, now it's starting to get way too goofy. Yeah. You know, and, and I I get a little worried about it because I want to see some of these characters, but take them more seriously so we understand them a little mm -hmm. more. Uh, so, yeah, I get nervous, and I think that going into this movie, I'm super cautious. I, I, I was so hyped when I, mean, I saw that second trailer. I was like, damn, this looks so good. Well, here's the thing. You can still go in and be hyped. I mean... If it's a little bit of a letdown, if it's not exactly what you wanted, then, yeah. you know, it's still a, a decent theater experience. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to try to let it, you know, like sway my opinion or anything like that. I think I'm, it's going to be a fun theater experience. I'm going to try to have as much fun and hope for the best, no matter what. I always do. Even when I come out. What, what I notice is, like, uh, we come out, we talk about a movie, and usually our first thoughts which i always say are the probably the worst time to record your thoughts mm -hmm. it's usually the second day after you've given some time to marinate in your brain and we do it right after the movie so it's probably it's always the the worst opinions that we have like we haven't really thought it out enough well, we're doing it, it instantly because we have to do like a fresh take yeah like you know like your first opinion and your first reaction of the movie how did you feel and you yeah. know that's what we give and, you know, usually when I come out of a movie, I'm either feeling super happy or just let down. And a lot of the time, there's really no in-between. Yeah. It's just kind of one or the other. I noticed that. I mean, that, that's exactly right. I, I think we come out either too, like, too generous or too down. Yeah. Like, I, I know for recently we've done a couple episodes and I was like, I think we were a little too generous on this movie and a little too down on this other movie. And I, I know that that's a thing because I definitely come out of a lot of movies judgmental. And I think of a lot of the comic book movies that I normally hear people love. Mm -hmm. I usually come out and I'm like, eh. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think when I do come out like that and I'm, I'm like a little disappointed, I think it usually gets worse for me well, after the couple of days go by. I agree with that. Like case in point would be black Panther, um, Wakanda forever. Yeah, it it That's, probably got worse. I don't even yeah, remember what we gave it, but as I thought about the movie more, I definitely thought lesser of it. Yeah, I don't think I would change my score in that one particular. Movies like uh, Robert Pattinson's The Batman, which we didn't have this show at that time. I think I came out of that one a lot more disappointed than so many other people seem to love it. 
And I'm a huge Batman nut. In fact, wearing my Batman shirt tonight to a Marvel movie, I'm that dick. So uh, <laughs> You are a dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have my Joker shoes on. So you know what? I am... Uh, I'm wearing a Birds t-shirt. <laughs> Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. You're going horror, like always, and mm-hmm. I'm going uh, DC fanboy to a Marvel movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I you know, you come out of these things and sometimes I'm automatically just a little disappointed. Or a little too happy. And you know what? If I come into this one tonight and I'm like, that wasn't the worst, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, if you come out with like a, even a half smile on your face, I yeah. mean, you know, we had a good theater experience. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, let's go see this movie. Then. All right, let's go check this out. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. rewrite existence and shatter timelines you cannot trust him i don't care who this guy is i just lost so much he can give us a second chance You make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call a life will end. You may not want her to watch this. We had a deal. you could win I don't have to win we both just have to lose and we're back we just saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania 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 (laughs) what did you think my love okay so I had a lot of fun with this movie um I said to our friend who went with us that I felt like it was a little bit kiddy at first, but then it became like, it became, I guess, more for everyone, I guess. But, um, you know, there's a lot of alien species, different kinds of things that made me feel this way about the movie. But um, overall, I had a, a fun time. I mean, you sit and overthink this and, you know, you'll probably find some problems with it, but... If you just go in and wanting a Marvel experience and and having fun with what you're seeing on screen, because obviously there's no way to not have fun with Paul Rudd. I think he's great. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And everything that I said in the beginning about the girl being the problem, the daughter, that was thrown out the window. She did not upset me or bother me in any way. I thought she was kind of cute. And then um, 
Yeah, and then also Evangeline Lilly did fine. Everybody did fine. Yeah. So I, I actually enjoyed myself. Yeah, I was hoping for a, uh, uh, to come out, you know, to at least have fun during the movie. That was my hope. I actually really enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Um, I know what you're saying about the kitty. The aliens are all done in that Guardians of the Galaxy way. Mm -hmm. Because I think Guardians of the Galaxy set up the universe as being a little too happy. And, like, the aliens are all, like, clever and funny and punny. It's That's the same thing going on here. I think they're just following in that vein of the the cosmic universe of Marvel and the movies being a little more friendlier and more like this color palette of like happy and colorful. Yeah. And uh, look, there's a lot of things I could talk about that are positives. So my positives are kind of overweighing anything I didn't like. And if I had to point out things I didn't like, I would say that there is a problem in this series that Ant-Man and the Wasp are hardly the characters, but I know that's a double usage because there's also another Ant-Man and Wasp. Yes. Which is uh, the parents. Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. And so it kind of works when you do that. It's not just the Ant-Man and Wasp that you're thinking of. It's kind of both couples. Right. But the, I would say the big problem is that Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd aren't on screen together enough to establish their romance. So they, that romance seems like a backseat thing. In all three movies, I think that was a problem. I, I feel that way too. But I think that some people will feel sometimes if you put too much romance in there that the romance takes the front seat. In this series, it kind of takes the back seat, which a lot of people like because... I'm sorry, but I don't always want the romance up front. You know, it's like not about all that. I just think that uh, in in particular in this movie, there is an ending where that romantic or that belief in the relationship is kind of needed for the last moments and yeah. stuff. Uh, I think that they could have established it more. And I wonder how much was like trimmed down from that uh, yeah, because of like stuff on the, on the set. But... I, I I really that's like a that downer, and I would also say that they're they do hinge on jokes again. That is a problem, and I said that was going to be a problem, and I knew it was a problem. And again, yeah, it's a problem. But on the plus side, this is the most comic booky. It, it's so following a lot of the comic book stuff in in the look and the thing. Although a lot of those things are played for jokes than serious like particularly like you saw it in the trailer but a modok modok is in this movie and is kind of played for a laugh i mean i thought it was hilarious and it's hard not to play for him for a laugh but he's like this in the comics he's this serious threat kind of a thing and it's kind of played for a laugh here and i get it they have to balance it, it it's I think it's done cleverly. I thought it yeah. was funny. Because it's very hard to do something yeah. like that on screen in like a live action movie. Which is kind of funny though because Thanos in himself is also kind of like, it's hard to translate it and they yeah. did it in a way where it was real. The same thing goes here with Kang. I think they do, the actor is killing it. I think he's doing a really good job he in this movie. He was my favorite part. I loved it. He's so unhinged in his acting in his face yeah. that it's great. And so they took that serious. Yeah. And I think there's moments in the movie that are serious that are done well. 
And I think that's where it comes, the strength comes from. I think that uh, you kind of get the stakes and you kind of get the things that it needs to do. And I wish it would it would play it, it plays it safe. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. It plays it extremely safe. And I wish it wouldn't. I wish it would take stakes and make them bigger. Yeah. I feel like stakes need to be this big thing. Like, I, I think about movies in the past like uh, like Captain America and Iron Man 3 where the stakes are so big for these characters. Like yeah. the things that they do in these movies will affect the future. And I definitely think that's going to happen here going forward. I think that's going to affect it. They play for a laugh at the end, kind of. Like mm-hmm. they realize that, well, there's a lot of questions you might have. And <laughs> it's kind of like a joke. They kind of play for a laugh. And it's it's clever. Yeah. It is Paul Rudd. It is Ant-Man. So it is in itself this kind of a laughy thing. I would also say that, um, I, I well, hey, the use of purple in this movie. Thank you. Yeah. I, my purple's my favorite color, and purple looks beautiful throughout this film, and it looked gorgeous. You love purple. I, I particularly <laughs> loved um, um, his daughter Cassie's. Uh, she's got a suit. It's all purple. Oh, it's yeah. Really the suit cool. was really, really nice. Uh, it's um, also Kang's suit, and it's also very nice. And uh, Yeah. Well, can I just um, just give like a quick like wahoo to um, the actress Katie O'Brien? She plays a character in this that's really kick-ass, and I could look at her all day. I think she's... Yeah, I wish she looks... was in it a little more. I wish they, like, established her. They did yeah. enough, but it's. I wish it was bigger. Do we know which she's from, this uh, actress? So she was on The Walking Dead. She was one of the saviors. Oh, I see. I wouldn't watch um, that season. Westworld. Looks like the Mandalorian. She's, like, huh. one of the comms officers. Not a big role. Yeah, okay. Um, some other stuff, but... Not not very prominent, and like she's on Agents of Shield. She played Kimball. Hmm. Um, otherwise, like I would like to see her in Wait more things. Like she's oh, she's, maybe a, she's I, awesome. Okay, maybe I do know her from Agents of Shield. Then you might. I don't remember. She was in she three might... episodes. Oh, that's it. Okay, never mind. I was yeah. thinking of someone else. Yeah. So, um, but I thought yeah, that, she, thought was she was ripped. really kick ass looking. <laughs> she was very ripped. She's also a stunt person. So she's, you know, yeah, she's yeah. got a body on her. and she, she has a presence. She does have a presence. I love her, like, the, her whole look. I love everything about it. But, yeah, I, I had fun watching this movie. I, I like, you know, we said, if we sat and thought about it and thought about it, we'll find things wrong with it. But, like, if you just go in having a good time and, like, thinking you're going to have a good time, yeah, it's good. You I'm, I'm going to say, like you said, the kitty thing. And I would say that after seeing The Last Thor, this doesn't seem as kitty to me. I mean that's true. Yeah, after Thor was just nonstop jokes with mm-hmm. it, like an unbalanced villain that was like really interesting, and the villain is like serious. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just like really odd in like its its tone. Yeah. This movie, what it does, it has that too, but it kind of makes sense because it's a foreign world. It's like an alien land. Yeah, it was very interesting too. Like, Jeez. okay, someone's drag racing um, outside. That, yeah. Um, and it kind of like makes it at least makes sense and i never really questioned like i wasn't really like thrown off by the alien choices and all these things and i thought every time they did something i was like that's fun yeah this it was fun. fun that's what i'm saying like when i say kitty out i feel like the kids are gonna love this it's like a. it's like a I feel tron like cycles it are does, flying it outside it sounds like tron but Probably um won't be able to like, hear it. I feel like the kids are going to love this movie. It's very enjoyable. Like, if you're 
you know, just in it for the action and the, the beautiful scenery and the funny aliens and stuff, I, I think, you know, this is going to be a win. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's, of course, the two, um, e, you know, uh, two after credits things, one during the middle, like usual, and one at the yeah. end. So, uh, you know, stay for that. I don't know how much, like, going forward this will affect, but there are important um, Easter, like, e, um, you know, uh, what's that, after credits. There are yeah. two important ones, yeah. in a way. So, I, I, I like this. I, I can't think of... Right now, a lot of like down problems with it. I, I would I would tell also the movie kind of really relies on Michelle Pfeiffer, which yeah. some people might not be looking you know for. I feel like um, while the other characters brought uh, a little bit of humor, she was like the center of intensity. Yeah, she's you know she's doing the heavy lifting on yeah. ex, um, exposition. Yeah, she's explaining the entire plot throughout the movie basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and it it works. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I I think I think she's good. I I mean, I oh, God, I wish I could look like that when I turn her age. Jesus, she's beautiful. But yeah, I, she brought a lot of intensity. You know, she didn't have a humorous role at all. Like she was, she had some crosses to bear. And um, <laughs> but yeah, what would you give it as a rating? Uh, oh, I, I was gonna say one more thing, but uh, um, uh, rating wise. Seven? Yeah, think uh, so? Yeah, I, I wouldn't give this a... Six is too... I don't know. Like, I actually had fun watching this. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards a seven as well. Yeah. You were going to go six, or...? I'm thinking I'm stuck in between wow. six and seven, but I think it's Why because I'm going... <laughs> it's because... I'm, I'm, I'm like hovering in between six and seven, but I think I'm leaning more towards the seven. Mm. So I'm just going to go seven. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I just felt like this was more interesting yeah. than many other. And we brought up in the beginning uh, part of this, we were talking about the past phase mm-hmm. and how a lot of those movies were kind of like, I think my favorite of the last phase was Shang-Chi. And I think that, this goes to me with that. This this has been my favorite. And like, I know a lot of people liked uh, Spider Man in the last phase, but I I have some issues with that movie. I I know, and you were saying kid friendly. Oh it, well, you know, Spider Man. It, it was so. You can't get more kid friendly than yeah. Spider Man. Uh, this this one I think did everything in a way where I at least enjoyed it. But I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I really enjoyed the actors. Yeah, it was... Yeah. That I forgive it a little bit. Like, yep. I don't know what it is. It just... They bring something to it that just makes me enjoy them. Like, I'm really having a good time. Yeah, I, was, never I feels... was wrong in my before review about how I'd feel about Angeline Lilly and the kid and stuff. Yeah. But... I, yeah, I was going to say, I know a lot of people are going to bring up the fact Star Wars, I know is going to be referenced a lot. And yes. my friend actually brought it up and I was going to point out, I'm like, this is going to be a thing people are going to say. It feels very Star I mean, Wars-like. Yes, because they even go to a cantina that has like aliens in it. A cantina? And... They go to a cantina. bar. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I'm calling it cantina because cantina is a fun, a fun word. But like, it's just, they, there's a lot of elements that you would be like, okay, this is very Star Wars-y. It just it, is. You know, yeah, I, I felt like uh, it feels like newer Trek. 
more to me than it did Star Wars. But I can see why someone would say Star Wars. Well, because of the, some of the aliens are very strange, you know? like Yeah, I feel like know? that's more in Trek than it is in Star Wars. I, I understand that Star... Like, I guess that's another negative I would bring up is that I'm really more into practical effects. And a lot of the time, this was heavy, heavy CG. I mean, yeah. It's How like else are they the days of practical this? effects, are, I guess, are gone. But they could have done practical effect aliens. Don't they say didn't. that. That breaks my heart. It's true, though. But I mean, it's it's weird. Um, but that's definitely a drawback to me. But uh, this feels like that tra- the new track, like J.J. Uh, Abrams track, where the aliens are just crazy yeah, and they're I, just a lot of jokes and i mean you, you said know, men in black that's actually perfect yeah men this in black. does feel like a men in black alien universe it does it does with like a little uh less you know starshine a lot of cute little <laughs> globby people and there's like a giant broccoli and there's a lot of weird things in yeah there. i mean like men in black is like not um kind of lackluster in their you know backdrops and stuff and yeah yeah this movie was way more beautiful looking and you know pretty and aesthetically pleasing than men in black i mean men yeah. in black had the funky aliens and stuff that's why i was doing that comparison but it's actually men in black is actually perfect yeah uh, i i'll say this uh, i guess i should also add this one more thing is that if you're a fan of comic books and you're a fan of the marvel comics i think you'll i think you'll have a good time with it because i think there's enough there reference wise Easter eggs um, to to really eat it all up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I definitely think that days of Marvel being serious are kind of gone in the movies. And I wanted to go back to that, but I don't think it's going to happen. But th- this is kind of clever enough. This is kind of fun enough. And, and you know, this director, and just to, just to talk about the director really, really, really briefly... Um, also, well, he did the uh, um, Ant-Man, but um, the other Ant-Mans, but he also did Bring It On. Did he? Yeah. Interesting. That's crazy. And we love Bring It On. It's it's like such a, like, would you call that like a cult, culty movie? I, I, I don't know. That's one we enjoy for some reason. I think it's because we started dating and we watched a lot. Yeah. Well, he directed two episodes of The Mandalorian, um, some episodes of The New Girl. What's his name? Um, Peyton Reed. Uh, his name is uh, Peyton Reed. I was right. I just said yeah. Peyton Reed. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, so he's directed some stuff that we like, and um, I just think it's it's he he knows how to have fun. So yeah, uh, it's really nice to see him involved too over the series because the last two were kind of like smaller in scope. Mm-hmm. I think of all the Marvel movies, the Ant Man movie seems smaller in a strange way. Yeah. You know, usually like a heist movie, you know, and then this one was big. So. Yeah. I mean, I definitely give us a higher rating than my other two Ant-Man movies. I, I actually had a, a better time, I think, with this one. It was just fun. It was, you know, crazy fun. This is this is a trilogy of uh, Marvel movies that I've really enjoyed. I know a lot of people look at them as lesser, but I think a lot of that has to do with it not being as big in scope or attaching to the universe. But this is a three movies in a row that I've, I found very entertaining and very funny. And I kind of had a good time with it. I wish, I wish it would have took itself a little seri- more serious at the end and 
had a little more drama. Yeah. Because I, I think it really would have worked if there was just a little more drama to it. Yeah. I think especially with the great acting from the actor playing Kang. Oh, I think he's awesome. But I, I, what's I, his I, name? Do, um, I want to say... I keep forgetting it, but I know I know it. I know he's in, going to be in another movie just now, like a couple weeks against his own movie. Yeah, he's gonna be his creep. name is Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, of yeah. course. He's, uh, he's killing it. And he he must... This is like a perfect movie to do because he gets to do so many versions of himself throughout these Marvel movies. He could definitely ride this thing for a bit. So good for him, you know? So yeah, uh, anything else? Yeah. Um, no, I just think it's fun. So go see it, you know, yeah, and, and check it out. Don't read any reviews and all that crap. Don't go by the reviews. Just go in, have a good time, and you'll, you'll really enjoy it. I yeah, think. I think so too. All right, let's get out of here. Turn it off now.